Hello, handsome. Care for a rubdown? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very G'day Rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Super Coach. You're listening to the Front Row Forward Rubdown. We're going to give these big pigs a rub. I'm your host Natty, and with me as always, Roddy Shotgun in the Rubmobile is the Stats Wizard himself, the Sultan of the Spreadsheet, King of Calculations, <laughs> Walker. Hello mate, what's doing? Not too bad, mate. I'm going all right. Just doing doing all those baby things, you know, baby proofing shit, moving <laughs> moving my liquor liquor cabinet up a bit higher, you know, all those all those little minor things. I tell you what, I we because my bar's full of piss from um, <laughs> uh, COVID because I was yep. just I got real into cocktail making for some reason. So my bar is extensive. Like I could make you any cocktail. Mm. And I've seen your bar as well. Like it's pretty good. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with this bar. Like it's an open sort of cart that I can wheel around. Yeah, same and as mine. Pepper just never had any interest in going near the bottles. So I never had to do anything with it. She just That's doesn't so touch it. I yelled at her once. <laughs> that was it. And she's <laughs> stayed away from it. So... Maybe that'll work yeah. for you. Just scream Maybe. at your kid once. Hope, just hopefully just doesn't hit the bottle as hard as we do. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it, let's be honest. It's, it's DNA, baby. It's in their genes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They're going to be loose units. We don't <laughs> want them to be, but they will no. be. Exactly right. All right, mate. Let's uh, punch a hole on the top of one of these uh, Clint Frothersons. Cheers. All righty. Uh, that's good. That's good. And now, as always, this rubdown is brought to you by our Patreon, the Rub Club, the Stats Lab, Stats Central. Uh, get on there, have a look. Two tiers, $5 for tier one, $8 for tier two. If you want to be involved in all the preseason content, you want to be in tier two. That's $8 a month. That's nothing. Can't get a schooner for that anymore. And uh, where do you find that, Wooker? Mate, you find that... Um www.patreon.com forward slash rubber stats. Uh, sign up for the um, $8, $8 per month, tier two. Give it a go. If you don't like it, Get amongst you can it. tip out. You're not, you're not locked in or anything. So, yeah, it's a nice, easy, um, easy way to see what's happening. And I will say this with the Patreon as well. Like it's not – it's a community. It's not us just feeding you information with a one-way mm. stream of information like – we're in there talking. You get uh, a free well, entry into the Discord, the weekly rubdown Discord, but there's more chat happening good. in there. That is quite good. Yeah, it's good. Especially, especially during like um, when the mocks start happening, like mock drafts mm. and all that sort of stuff. A lot of people are help, helping each other out by um, organizing times for everyone to jump on at the same time. So you're actually drafting with people in the mocks. Not with the bots. Yeah, I love that. And we, yep, we do good. we do try to do some of the organisation for that as well as part of the the Patreon. But yeah, it's, yep. it makes it easier, heaps easier to organise it. Not only that, as well, if you're a patron and you're talking with us, you might come up with a really good idea, a fresh set of eyes. You might be like, you know what, I could really do with this data. I could really do with this sheet or this mm. rank. 
and you just talk to us on the Patreon or the Discord or whatever it may be. And we're like, fuck, that's a great idea. Let's see if we can do that. Let's see if we can provide that for you guys. And we get involved. And most of the growth that's happened on the Patreon over the last couple of years, well, last year actually, is because of people on the Patreon saying, hey, try this, guys. Try this rank. What about this stat? 100%. And we're looking into it and we're going, yeah, fuck, let's, if we can, we will. So, Mm. yeah, I love that it's, it's more... It's a community, the rub down community, and that's what we want to build, and that's what we've got. So, if you want to be involved, you want to be in that community, and you want to support the weekly rub down, get on there, have a look, and um, let's fucking win some draft. Simple 100%. as that, people. Simple as that. So, let's kick it off with a sledge because they're coming in thick mm-hmm. and fast, and we love the sledges. So, if you want to be a, a part of the 2024 Listener League for the weekly rub down, uh, you just go onto Apple iTunes, leave a five star sledge. So click the five stars and then give us one of your best sledges. If you don't know what we're talking about, just have a read of the 99 fucking sledges are on there. They're all fantastic. <laughs> and we will pick the ones that give us the best giggle and you'll be uh, entered into the 2024 Listener League and take on the best in the biz, me and Walker. Yeah, it's good. Exactly. It's good shit. We can bind forces. It doesn't happen often. No, no. And last year we were a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, we uh, so, started we started pretty poorly, but we got there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we came home with a wet sail. So this one is entitled "I'm Just Here for the Happy Ending," and it says, <laughs> "Well, here we are. Another NRL season is only a couple of months away, and as someone with no intention of watching any trials or doing any research, the success of my Supercoach season is solely in the hands." with whatever these flops charging me a beer a month for their mediocre content come up with. (laughs) It's a real shame they clearly spend all their hard-earned, in inverted commas, dollars on Nelson Asafa Schoonaramas. That's a good one. (laughs) Nelson Asafa Schoonaramas. Love that. And Cameron Rumsters is good. And Cameron Uh, Rumsters at the pub. I like that. Because clearly none of it goes into providing even semi-acceptable content. I'm not sure why anyone serious about Supercoach would want to listen to these geese moan about their families while putting Jeez. away a few Ryan Tin Tincliffs. Tin Tin, oh, Ryan Tincliffs. Yep, yep. That's good. And uh, spitting absolute dribble. I signed up to their Patreon because I genuinely felt bad for them. Thinking no one in their right mind would pay the price of Nathan Beery for stat sheets that they should be paying <laughs> us to read. Fortunately, I've convinced a few mates to sign up this year, so I'm hoping they analyse their preseason content religiously so that I actually have a chance to win draft this year. <laughs> By all means, sign up here if you want detailed and quick answers to trade advice questions, but then do the exact opposite of what they say. Or you'll end up giving up Tino Fasul Malaawi and Will Kennedy for a season-long injured Brian Pappenhausen. There's only one reason I'm back again, and it's because they've promised me a happy ending if I'm a Tier 2 patron. Five stars. The one. It's up there. That's top tier, mate. That's, that's top that's tier. A good out, of one. All, out of all of them that we've had. Yep, that's very good. What was it? Nelson Asafa Skunaramas. Skunaramas, yeah. Fuck yeah. I, I, I like it's the a mouthful. Rub- Cameron Rumsters. Cameron Rumsters, yep, the Nathan Beeries. That was good. Mm. Yeah. Yep. They've hit us in the fields there. They've done really well there, so I like that one. 
A couple of really good sledges mm. to start the season. We love that. Yep. We fucking love that. Um, also, another shout out to the people that have um, DM'd me and DM'd Walker about getting involved in drafts. I had someone yep. um, contact me today about it was him and three mates. They're already in a draft league. They want to get involved in another one. And they said, look, if there's a chance they can get put into a keeper league, um, that'd be great. So, you know, I'll put the mm. call out to anyone that wants to be in a keeper league. And if so, if we can get, you know, another six people that's keen on a keeper league, I'll put a keeper league together. So whatever you guys want, just just ask me. I'll I'll, I'll do the heavy lifting. Have you seen these shoulders? Fuck. <laughs> He's all traps. He's 90% traps. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Have you seen the fucking warrior? Uh, what's his name? Tom Hardy and warrior. That's me. Just, oh, just a, a 98% yes. traps. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get into these pigs. The bookends. The big boys. I mean, do we have it's to? not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. I mean, not, not, not many yeah. of them are. No, 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 rough heads. But I think it might be a little bit more interesting, the hooker hooker rub. There's a little bit more to talk oh, about there's here. A, there's, a, there's a lot more options. Yep, 100%. But let's, let's do it. Let's get into the big boys. Too big, too strong. And a little bit of razzle-dazzle from a front rower, if you don't mind. I think it's he. Big man, that's for sure. Let's get you a rub down. Let's rub down these fucking beasts. <laughs> so, as we always say before we get into these early preseason ranks, these rankings are very fluid. They will change. We're just kicking it off, getting the ball moving here. So, front row forwards, Walker, what are we looking here when we're talking about front row forwards? What are we starting with So we're looking for a good want, front row forward? You, you really want someone who's got a solid base to work from. Um, guys who have decent minutes, good PPM, um, your base beasts of, of old. But layered on that, the, the the better they are, the more try scoring opportunities you'll want out of them as well. So guys like Tino, guys like Aiden Fennell, Blake really come to mind because they've got that really solid floor to work from, but they're also a try scoring threat. Yep. So, I mean, looking at looking across the board, a lot of them lost base. Uh, sorry, a lot of them lost their duel last season. So guys like mm, Red, Tino, and all that have, mm. have fallen by the wayside. So I'll, I'll bring up a stat that we um, we went through a bit later, but we had nine players that scored over 60 um, in front row position last year. Of those nine, only yep. five ha- are still um, front row forward available. So yeah, okay. yeah the, the, the top tier options have really dwindled away, but there's a lot of value to be had a bit later on in the draft, to be honest. Like you, you're getting a lot of players that are, I don't know, 45 to 50 average. Um, and there's about 40 of them. What I like to look at with the big boys is I want a decent PPM. I want it above one. And then mm. with that PPM, I look at their minutes. What And I need consistency of minutes as well. So I yeah, want yeah. them 45 minutes plus, but I want that at a consistent rate, right? And the reason I'm talking this way is because I'm not really going to be looking at the Tinos, the Payne Haas of the world, unless the value is screaming at me to take those guys. So I'm more looking at the guys at the back end of the draft that may get me 45 to 50. And the closer I can get to that 50 points a game, but have it really consistent, like them have a really sexy coefficients of variance, they, those are the guys that are that I'm going to be excited about in the draft because I want to get a value pick late that's going to get me 50 points every week. 
So mm. as we go through that, of course, we'll talk about the big dicks, the big swinger dicks. Uh, but as we get back into the Hail, the bargain basement, the Hail Marys, that's probably where we're going to do some of the heavy lifting gear for the front row forwards. Because I think most of us out there mm. playing draft is that's how we're going to attack our drafts is we're going to start picking up our front row forwards at the back end. Yeah. I mean, th- I will this, say is, this like- is... Yeah, you go, bro. I was just going to say, this is the position that you just search for value. This isn't the time to be reaching for a player. 100%. And I was just thinking then, like, if we're all on the same page with, like, let's wait on front row forwards and we're not looking too hard at this position, that's where these big swinger dicks like Tino, Payne Haas, AFB, that's when you can get them for value because everyone's forgetting Mm. about them and going, you know what? I'm not going to pay a second round price for Tino. Don't worry about it. I'll leave him. But if everyone in your league is doing that and Tino's there in round three, you go, hold up a second here. He slipped a little bit and that's where you fucking jump on him. Yeah, and that's where dick. keeping your finger on your on the pulse. That's that's massive during your draft. You got to always get out on a swivel, be like water. We, we say it each mm-hmm. each time we talk about your draft, but yeah, you need to be thinking about and keeping an eye on who's who's dropping, who's still available. Don't just don't just sort your um your your pre draft list by your, your front row forwards and just shutting them out. You still need to see if they're there. That's it. Fucking be focused. Be laser focused. Be fucking yes. laser focused. Um, all right. Should we get into our top 10? Yeah, mate. Yeah. So first up, we've got Big Tino. He's kept his jewel, which is good. So he, there's a bit of chatter that he might be playing lock. Might also still play in the front row forwards. I don't really see too much of a change there. I think the big impact for him is going to be Hasler um, and, and what that impacts yeah. his minutes. Um, yep. next up we've got, uh, next up we've got Payne Haas. Then Ooh. we've got AFB. Um, obviously yep. he swan song with the Warriors this season. Um, Joey Tapanay, he was a bit of a disappointment last season. Um, Mitch Barnett, number five, he's kept his jewel, which is good. Um, big Mofo, Mofo to Waker. Uh, Tony Alapaseca, who had an absolute crackerjack of a season last year, and we think he's going to go from strength to strength. Maxi King mm-hmm. had a very disappointing season just with injury, with that sternum injury. Hugely important injury for a, a front row forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and Lindsay Collins, he is another one who disappointed last season, and I think he's definitely going to have a bounce back. And then JDB, so Jack Bellin, um, he's kept his jewel which is um, really good. And, yeah, he's definitely one that uh, we'll be keeping our eye on. 100%. And, look, most of those guys are going to go um, before you want to take them. Mm-hmm. But um, there is a lot of value to be had here when we start going through these guys. Uh, a lot of injury-affected games, a lot of guys playing under injury clouds. Uh, that when you look at those and you take those out of out of their average, you're actually getting a little bit of value with drafting these guys. So yeah. pretty excited about it, bro. So just to reiterate that, your top ten there, Tino, Payne Haas, AFB, Joey Tapanay, Mitch Barnett, Mo Fodawaker, Tenalia Paseca, Max King, Lindsay Collins, and JDB. Right, should yeah. we get into our first category, the elite, and get these motherfuckers out of the way? 
Sure thing. Let's do it. Side for the elites. If oh, this fucking sorry, thing. I forgot there was a sting. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> I got a boner. I'm just gonna play with the buttons a little bit. Just gonna play with the buttons a little bit. Get it going. Massage the buttons. Um, usually, how usually many how many guys we got here in, in elite? So picks one to ten. How many front row forwards we got here? Fucking donuts. Oh, okay, the only, let's the move on. The guns. The only one that might creep in there is Tino, but yeah, there's not. It, there's none. There's none. Yep. Yeah. Let's just fucking move on. Let's get into guns, bro. Guns. Yes. Lots of guns. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? So here we're talking picks 11 to 30, rounds 2 to 3 in a 10-man league. You want to get at least 60, 65-plus out of these guys. We've got Tino, Payne Haas, AFB, and Joey Tapanay in this category. Who would you like to talk about here? Um, Big Tino. So I think he's he's one of the the very very few players um, in front row forward that look I, I would be happy to go a second round pick on, um, mm-hmm. and I think he's got the ceiling. So he turned up I think four times last season, and yep. look, there's a bit of un- the uncertainty with Hasler is he he's a mad scientist. You never know what you're going to get from him, but um, look, he's kept his jewel. And that it's going to be huge, I reckon. Um, I, I do think he's worth a mid-range, uh, I'm sorry, a mid-round two pick, but it's not yep. something that I'm I'm super excited about. It's like so most, tough with Tino, what, isn't it? A 78 yeah. average is just fucking sexy as hell, right? With a PPM yeah. of 1.25, yum, 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 yum. Scored six tries. Like, mm. is that sustainable? But even then, you take out those the games where he actually did score a try. He still averaged 69. Nice. Yeah. But that's <laughs> that's an elite score for someone who didn't score any tries. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. he's the one guy where it's like, okay, yes, he does have that upside of scoring tries. I don't like to bank on that front row mm. forwards. So that's yeah, why yeah. I like to take it out of their scores. But if you draft Tino at a 69, that's where I like him to go. So a 69 yep. average, you're probably looking at him at the back end of round three, mid to back end of round three. If that happens, if he slides, like we were talking about earlier, you know, everyone's not looking at a front row forward and your pick in round three, you're a sort of middle of the pack there and he's sitting there. That's an absolute steal. So, mm. but like you said, it's yeah. the Des Hasler effect. And I can't, it, it, I was trying to think it, about it, it today. It could, be, it, it could be an uplift. It could be an uplift, but it, it, more than likely, it could be a bit of a detraction with minutes for him, and that's my biggest concern. And that's why you don't want to be you don't want to be dropping massive, massive picks on him. No, no, yeah. Look, I, I can't see him beating that seventy eight. Like that's fucking crazy. Here, he did have a fantastic season. I tried to take my mind back to Des Hasler and how he worked his forwards, and from memory, he does like to rotate them pretty. Mm. He likes to keep them fresh often. So does Tino continue to get that 62 minutes a game? It's a lot of minutes for a big man, but he has been playing that way for a few seasons now. So mm. question marks. So, yeah. and do you want to spend a big pick on someone that's got question marks over their output? I, I don't, I can't see many of these guys that you'd want to reach for. If like mm. brutally honest, like Haas, at least you know what you're going to get with him. Um, but yeah, with Tino, there's I, I do love the dual factor and the fact that there's yeah, there's only sexy. what three or four duels that are going to be in that position, so yep. that are that are going to be super coach relevant. So 
Yeah, Payne Haas is interesting. And like you said, mm. you know exactly what you're getting from him. You're going to get that sort of high 50 minutes. He might even get a little bit of an uplift there with no Flegler in the side. But they do like to manage his minutes because they want him firing at the back end of the season. Of course, the Broncos, um, they'll be right up for 2024 and ready to, to go again and make the grand final and, and take it out. Well, so he's, they'll he's want a, him fit. He's got a coefficient variance of 17%, so 0.17. <laughs> that's, that's, that's criminally, that's criminally like, low. It's so that's good. mental. Mm. That is fucking mental. That is mental. 54 base, like everything just screams consistency. So not much to say about him. If you get him, I love mm. him in a non-captain's league because – He's just going to plot along nicely, and if you want to captain him, yeah, you're going to yeah. get seventy points every game. It's 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 a no brainer sort of thing. But yeah, for a captain's league where people are probably going to take him, probably early round three, something like that. I would like to wait a little bit longer. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't if you get him in round three, you can't be like, oh, it's a bad pick because you know what you're getting. Yeah, he's not and, going to disappoint. Yeah, and for a captain's league. He will play a lot of Friday night games, so he mm. plays, plays early in the round. So you That's won't a good have point. you won't have an opportunity to lock in your VC loop because somehow the fucking Broncos just magically yeah. get Friday night games for seventy five percent of the season. That's what happens when you're the richest club. <laughs> yeah, baby, that's a good point. Notice, notice, that is a really notice, good point. Notice, notice I said the richest, not the best. But yeah, <laughs> um, that's one of the reasons why I've I haven't really focused on getting him the last few seasons because even if yeah, he's a set and forget captaincy option, but you you limit your VC options really. Yep, yeah, for sure. Um, so. Who else have we got here? AFB. AFB is very interesting because I actually mm. think that he is going to have a slight regression. If I just get you his, don't think you don't um, think scoring a thousand tries is going to be sustainable? Yeah, eight tries for a front row forward is a lot, right? So a seventy-three yeah. average. His PPMs through the roof, one point two one, getting sixty minutes. So that's a lot. Uh, but he averaged sixty-two without a try. So that's where I'm going to value him at, at a 62, 65, around there. Yep. And then if I draft him at that 65 and then he goes on to fucking score six to eight tries, that's a bonus for me. Mm. But if I miss out on drafting him at that 65 value, I'm not upset because I don't give a fuck about front row forwards. So yeah, that's how I'm sort of approaching front row forwards, especially front row forwards that have this, have this type of upside. I just cancel the upside. I don't want to know about the, about the upside. I'm drafting them more simplistic. Yeah. And then if I well, get it's, that it's upside. Not, it's, not bank, it's not bankable upside like no, CTWs or anything. It's, it, no. We, we, we kind of did touch on it in the Hookers podcast when we were talking about Wayne, uh, Wade Egan and yep. the fact that incoming we've got RTS and there are, uh, is going to be a bit more of a pull to the edges and it might weaken the, the middle of the opposing sides. So yep. it, th- there is a scenario where he scores 10 tries, but mm. it's, not, it's not a bankable stat, man. It's not something that you can rely on. Yeah. Yeah, it's th- – these guys, I'm just – I'm not going to be that up on just because where I want to take them, they just won't reach that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but ta- Joey Tapenay is interesting because he – he sort of didn't reach the dizzy heights that we thought he was going to reach uh, last year. 
What's your thoughts on Howie? Stats. So he had a 64 yeah. average from last season and his base power was 62. So it gives yeah. you a bit of an insight into how many attacking stats he's getting. So it fuck all. Um, it kind of hurt, hurt us because we were pretty big on him uh, at the start of last season and we just didn't really see that much from either Joey himself or from the yep. Raiders as well. Like their attack was really stunted at times through the season. Mm. And that was one of the reasons why they <laughs> it was take take the Raiders one to twelve because they just couldn't put teams away because they didn't have the attacking um game for it. So yeah. I'm assuming and hoping that a fair bit of work in the off season has been had on their attack. And Tapane may be a beneficiary of that because he's got a really, really good offloading game. Um, so yeah, it, you base him at that 64 to 60, 68 average. And I think you, you're not going too far wrong. Yeah. It, it, it'll be at the turn of, of round three to four, I reckon. Yeah. Lose, it, losing where the these cards, guys, yeah. Where these guys are sort of like where we've got them averaging and stuff like that. It, it, it is a lot of guys that are landing in that, that round three range. And then mm. if you look at where, our top 30 picks, you know, there's a lot of upside guys in that sort of picks 20 to 30 that I would much rather take than, say, a Joey Tapanay or adding Fanua Blake. Yeah, yeah, so, big time. And that's where, that's where you've got to make that decision. It's like, yes, okay, where they're averaging is probably priced right in that sort of picks 20 to 30, but if you're chasing ceiling, you've got to push these guys back in your pre-draft mm. list. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's different Different if you're not chasing the ceiling and you're more in a non-captain's league and you're looking for a well-rounded team. It's a totally different thing. And some of these guys uh, that are super consistent, like you know, Joey Tapanay with a 22% uh, coefficients of variance, that's yum. That's mm, yum. You get a couple yeah. of these guys on your side that have got a really low coefficients of variance and are averaging over 65, that's very good for your side. They just don't have those big supersonic games that are going to win you big matchups, and that's what we want. Mm, yeah. All right, that's enough out of those guys. Let's get into the sweet spot, and this is where it starts to get a little bit juicy because, yeah, very, very interesting in the sweet spot. That's your sweet spot right there. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck, yeah. All right, so we've got Mitch Barnett, we've got Big Mofo, Danila Paseca in here, Max King, mm. Collins, JDB, Junior Paolo, Tom Flegler, Jai Arrow, just to list a couple. Who you're liking here? This, this is this is starting to get sexy here, right? So, yeah. in my mind, I'm sort of looking more towards the back end of the sweet spot, so like picks in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, but who who do you want to start here? Um, I'll be talking about Mitchie Barnett a little bit later, um, so I'll probably skip over him. Max King is one that I definitely, definitely have some feels for this season. Um, he he had a really drop, um, big drop in his scoring last season. Only averaged a, a 53.7, but mm-hmm. a lot of that was just due to that sternum injury that he had, and it's a debilitating one um, for the PPM. And I think, yep. look, if he can maintain the minutes that he was getting about in that 52 minute mark and increase his PPM back up to like the 1.2 sort of mark that we saw at times. Um, yeah, I definitely reckon he's, um, he's in for probably a five point bump from last year. Where did you, what did you say um, his average was? Uh, 50, 
No, nah, 60. Max King. Oh, Max King. I thought you said Mitch Barnett. Yeah, I said I'm going to talk about Mitch Barnett later. I'll skip over him oh, okay. and I'll talk about Max okay. King. Okay. So, sorry. I've done a Wooker. I've done a Wooker and switched oh. off. Nice. Good, good, yes, good, Max good King. Chat, good, good chat, mate. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's annoying, isn't it, when someone's got the same thing? <laughs> Bit of your own fucking medicine there, pal. Yes, fifty. Yes, fifty-four. Yep. Um, I I love I love Max King because I mean it's got shades of Blake Laurie, right? Because mm. very consistent. Yeah, yeah. CV of twenty percent, twenty-one percent, and that's a CV a coefficient of variance of twenty-one percent over the last two years. Very consistent mm. over two yeah, seasons. So a guy that. It's not really going to be talked about a lot in in leagues and drafts. And he could be the first of these value guys at the back end of draft. You know, when you're talking yeah. about your Max Kings, your Blake Laurie's guys that, you know, you're pretty safe. They're going to get you 50-55, but there's a chance they might go ahead and, and average a little bit more. Max yeah. King's very interesting. Like when you look at the forward pack that the – um, the doggies have, there is a real chance that he gets a, a decent bump in minutes and a bump in PPM. It could push him into the 60s for sure. And that's that's why that's what I'm looking um, more so at. Again, it's not a position I'm reaching for, so I'm not going to buy him on that basis. But look, another another thing to take into consideration with him, he's lost Jewel. So he's, he's no longer mm. um, TRF Jewel. Which hurts. Where are you happy to take Max King? Say you pop your head up, you go, Max King's there, and you go, Yep, I'll take him. Where gonna, are you happy? I'm In a ten be, man league. I'm gonna be brutally honest. I'm not looking at front row forwards until probably seventy to eighty. So yep. at that point, maybe late seventies is where I'd probably get him. Yep. So round eight, Max King's there, round you'll eight. take him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that, go, and that, goes, that goes with most of the players here. I think um, Taniela Paseca is probably one of the ones that I had an absolute man crush on last season because I picked him up in my other league. He, it was just unreal. Um, obviously, that injury hurt, hurt a little bit, but he came back and, yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, Paseca's interesting. I um, Yeah, let's talk about Paseca for a minute because I think he's very sexy. Uh, he had, if I just get his stuff up, so average 54, PPM sexy, 1.13, pure base of 52. That's what we want. And, you know, that's a 1.13 and a 52 base at only 48 minutes. Mm. Uh, you take out the injury-affected game, he actually averaged 57. Yep. And once he got into his groove from round seven onwards, he averaged 62 over the next eight games. That's yeah. what I can see as his possible average for 2024 if he can get a bit of a roll on get more consistent with his minutes and i think you know they can they they, they saw what he was able to do and they, they were trusting him more more mm. with more minutes on the park yeah uh manly will obviously they'll carry a second hooker and po- possibly another back rower to cover schuster if they're not confident that he's going to play 80 minutes yeah and then you've got LOA plays fuck all minutes. Sipley plays fuck all. So there could be some more minutes here for Paseca in 2024. So I like that. 54 yeah. average. You'd have to I you'd like- have to assume you'd have to assume the bench would include um Corey Waddell as, as well. Yeah. So it's or 
he's either going to start at, at lock or um, an LOA on the bench or vice versa. But yeah, it's um, yep. it bodes well for the minutes that he's going to get. Yep. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I'm really interested in Tila mm. Paseca. Um, and just to tie into what we were talking about with the hooker podcast, um, and we were saying like once you pop your head up in sort of round seven, round eight, round nine, and you have a look at what's available at hooker, these guys might be available. Paseca, Max King, like Laurie, guys like this, and you might compare them to what's available at hooker. And just because there's been a runner at hooker or you're desperate to get one, I'd rather pick up one of these front row forwards, if I'm honest, because Hooker was dire when he started looking at the back end and having a look at what was going to be available in these later rounds. So just don't take a Hooker because you need one. Have a look at what's available. You might get one of these front row forwards that you know are going to get you a solid mm. 50 to 55, and that is a lot more than what you can trust out of those sort of back end uh, outside the top 10 Hookers that we ranked. It gets disgusting yeah. very quickly. And and look, the, the one thing that I will put a little asterisk on Paseca with, and we'll need to bring this up with um, Brian when we have a chat with him, is just what that MCL issue is going to be because he obviously yep. finished the season, um, I think it was against the Sharks, and didn't play another game. Um, so, yeah, yep. w- whether that's going to be hampering his um, his season, if there's a bit of a re-injury risk, uh, whether it was a contact MCL or something else, we'll just need to um, ask that question. Yeah, for sure. Um, JDB, love JDB. Joel, um, he's in my Chub Rub uh, segment later on, so I'll I'll, um, I'll be sucking his dick a lot back then, so I'll save it for there. Junior Paolo, I'm not really interested in him. He's dropped off the side of a cliff of late. Uh, There's a nice rotation of forwards going through that big pack at Parramatta. He had moments where we saw the old junior, but it's just not someone that I'm interested in, in at all. He's put away the offload. Mm, that upside yeah. that we saw a couple of seasons ago just doesn't exist anymore. Um, Tom Flegler, bro, going to yeah, the Dolphins. Tommy What's Flegler. your thoughts here? Oh, look, it's a changing of the guard. Um, Jesse Brom's minutes are going to drop a bit. Um, the problem is they've got a very decent pack. Um, Nichols, Wallace, um, like it's not it's not tiny by any any stretch. And look, I, I don't know whether it's going to be as much of a jump as people are expecting from the Broncos. Yeah, and I think it's it's kind of being oversold. Is what I'm I'm gonna get now. But he's yeah, definitely one sure. that I've, I've I've earmarked as a as a sloper for sure as a as a as a chance to um to definitely uplift on what his average was last season, which is around about what was it forty six. Um, yeah, forty-seven. I, yeah, I, I don't think it, it's going to be that much higher. I, I think it. I don't think so either. Hmm. It's. I'm just looking at the minutes that the forwards got for the Dolphins pack in 2023, and you're looking at Kenny Bromwich. Obviously, got an average of 59 minutes, but he was in and out of the back row. He was playing, playing back big row minutes. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Bromwich got 45, Mark Nichols 42, SASE 33, Jared Wallace off the bench 44, Ray Stone 49. No one's getting big minutes. Mm. Um, and I don't expect he's going to come in and command big minutes either. So I expect him to be around those the mid-40s, which is what he was at the Broncos. And with those mid-40 minutes, 
he got he, he's got that high forties average. He's got that one point one PPM. So he need a significant exactly. increase in minutes that I just don't see being there. No. Nah. Um, nah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is what it is. It, like you said, his PPM is uh, linked closely to his minutes, and he, he's just not going to get that much that many more minutes. We know mm. that um, Uncle Wayne loves to keep his big boys fresh, so big I know people are, are pumped about it. And don't get me wrong; like he'll have an effect in this side um, for real life. Like well, he's, he's going to bend lines, he's going to break lines, and he's going to play really well. Yeah. But for Super Coach, I just don't see it. Like his, his, his attacking output might, might increase, but yep. like we spoke about before, that's not something that we can bank on for a front row forward. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm with you, bro. I'm drinking the same Kool-Aid. I'm not really <laughs> – I'm not that interested. Now, I mean, Jai Arrow is someone that you've got um, yes. earmarked here to talk about. What are we talking about here with Jai? Yeah, so Jai had a lot of issues, injury issues last season, so he's in and out of the side. And look, he's he's one of the few players that kept dual. Um, he's also a player that, look, I think he's got a 55 average in him. But obviously with all the injuries, in and out of the side, started from the bench in a few games, um, only average of 46. I think he's going he's gonna to fly under the radar in a lot of leagues. And I think you can get him at that 46 sort of average and people aren't going to bat an eye. Um, so I don't think you need to sell the farm to get him, and I think you've got the potential to get a 50, 55 average player for next to nothing. Interesting with Jairo because I was listening to Guru's podcast and he was talking a lot about that Talis taking up the edge back mm. row spot on the left yeah. and Jairo continuing to come off the bench as an impact player. Does that change your opinion on Jai if that is the case? Well, I guess it, it'll come down to the first few trial games just to see how they, how that pack does um, run out. If it is the case that Talos does end up getting that starting spot, I'm cooling on him a fair bit um, because they've yep. obviously they've lost um, Hame Sele and that that would have been that would have been okay and that would have balanced off that issue. But they've also brought in um, Sean Kepi, so it muddies the water a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm very wary at Jai just because that, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking of that being a, a real possibility and mm. that he's not good enough at edge back rower for me to take a risk on him in mm. case he does move to the bench at some point throughout the season. But yep, yep. if you were to get the guarantee that he was going to play 80 minutes every week, of course, yeah, that 55 is within grasp, but that fucking Talis has got a lot about him. He does, he does. But, I mean, the three games that he did play off the bench last season as the impact player, scored a 52, a 55, and a 71. So, um, and, a, and, a 40, and a 46. So, it's not that bad. And it, he's not going to – he is easily going to outperform that 46 um, because you've got to take yep. into account he had three injury games in that. So, he had um, a 31 in round one. He had a 15 in round 14. And he had a 35 in round 25 that you need to take into account. Yep. So, I mean, you might even want him coming off the bench. Is it even? Is it better? Is it better yeah. him through the middle? Well, it seems to be um, that's the case, yeah, for sure. Because the, the, the games that he was playing at prop scored a, a 75, a 46, a 46, a 48, 
34, 40, 35. So it, mm. I'd actually prefer him coming off the bench. Okay. So. See, we've, geez, we've, we've gone we've around got, circles We've gone here, around in we've, circles. We've gone around we've, in circles. We've, we've, we've gone full circle now, though, but yeah. we're back on Jai's dick because if he's coming <laughs> off the bench, we like him. But, and also he's dual. He's dual. <laughs> So yeah, it's sexy. That's what that's, you want. That's, that's sexy. So at worst, you'd have a bit of cover for your two RFs if needed. You'd obviously be yep. picking him up to play front row forward, but yeah. Yep. Yeah, interesting. That is mm. there's definitely a watch list what's going to happen there in mm. both camps because that Tellus Duncan, I like him. And if he's going to be mm. running on that left edge, I know that you know Cody Walker doesn't use his edge back rower, but there's a lot happening on that left edge for the bunnies, and I think defenses are going to just be fucking stripped, and there's going yeah, to be yeah. space there. And the way that he runs, and he's got late footwork, he's quite quick. There could be some upside in 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 Duncan. So interesting, both camps. I, I actually mm. like it for both players if Duncan is on the edge back row getting 80 minutes, and Jai's coming off the bench playing mm. through the middle. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the best scenario for Supercoach. Yeah, because coming off the bench, he was still getting over 50 minutes. So it's not like he was starved for minutes. And that's what he's yeah. built for. You know, oh, yeah. you take your mind back to when he was playing the Titans. He was playing lock, and he was just a base beast. He was mm. just getting through mountains of work, tackling, running, and there wasn't much else to his game. You know, you weren't watching him play lock and going, oh, God, I think he would make a really good edge back rower. Like he was yeah, just like yeah. he's meant to be a, a middle forward. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's really interesting. All right, that's enough of the the sweet spot. Let's get into the bargain basement. If this is gonna work, the battle of wits has begun. Well, that's the way bargain basement works. <laughs> I'm very aroused. This is where we're gonna make our money. Mm-hmm. Pick 71 to 110, and this is where both of you and I will be popping mm-hmm. our heads up and going, what's happening in front row? Let's yeah, get yeah. a pig. Let's get a couple of pigs. Let's look for value. And we've got a plethora of some ugly heads here um, in the bargain basement. Blake Laurie, Gerbo, uh, White, yeah, White Rhino, Ruben Cotter, GC mm. Slip, Nas, Clemmer, JFH, Tavita Totola. Uh, Fletcher Baker, Jared Wallace, Cannon Palacia, RCG, Stefano, Toby Rudolph, Lindsay Smith, Mark Nichols, Josh Papali'i, Alex Twole. Uh Lots, lots going on here. Hoops, Who do you want to hoops. talk about? Um, let's let's stick with the bunnies. Um, Tavita Totola. So Jaime Sele was um, obviously partnering partnering in for a lot of the, the season and. Look, he was. I think he was out for a little bit through this season as well himself. So, yep. look, I, I do think that he's going to come back um, and he's going to get a bit of a bump in minutes um, because we do do got to consider that there's an aging um, uh, Burgess as well. So Turgis, yep. he's he's not going to be commanding the minutes that he used to. So it's, he's definitely one that I'm looking at for um, for next season as as a real good value pick. Yeah, uh, and the thing is, like, if you look at his scores, you know, he's got a one-minute game in there for two points. He's mm. got a 29-minute game in there for 30 points, a 33-minute game for 22. You start taking them out of his rolling averages, and you're looking at a guy that's pumping out 50 points yeah. a game with sub-50 minutes. So really sexy PPM 
for a guy that no one's talking about. Value is just written across his forehead. Like you said, he might be yeah. in for a bump of minutes. It, all of a sudden, you chuck in even two or three minutes on that 44 minutes that he averaged last season. If he can get around that 45, 46, 47 mark, he's easily getting 50 points a game. Yeah, 100%. And honestly, someone you could get post round 10. Maybe oh, even easily, on your bench. easily, because easily. I, I don't think he's getting drafted above his forty-three to forty-five average. <laughs> and that's yep. where I think there's a there's a huge potential of an uplift for sure. If you look, if you look back to his twenty twenty two season, he had a PPM of one point one. So last season, mm. he had a PPM of zero point nine seven. So one, that increase add in a, add in an increase in minutes as well. You're talking about a fair uplift. For sure, yeah, and I mean, who who's going to be there to steal minutes off him? You know, they're obviously going to run with Tom Burgess. He he plays fuck all minutes. Yeah, uh, you're going to have fuck all minutes. Yep, you're going to have Havili coming on the yep. bench. Probably going to play Locke. Uh, Shaq Mitchell plays fuck all, so yeah, you yeah. could you could very well see him be the alpha big boy there, getting the lion's share of the minutes for, for the front row forwards at the bunny. So I do. These are the type of picks that we like for the front yeah. row forward. Yeah, for sure. That's yum. That is a yummy pick, bro. Um, I have to do it. I have to do it. Let's talk about his blocker, Blake Laurie. Oh, blocker Laurie, eh? So he he had a year off from sitting close to my heart, and uh, but he, geez, he fucking, he surged back in there last season, had an absolute belter. He was scoring tries. He was doing everything that made me aroused. Big Blake Laurie. So average 55, PPM above one. We love that 1.07. Minutes 52, pure base 48. Coefficients of variance are 25%. You've heard me say all of this before. We love that consistency from Blake Laurie. Mm. And again, same as Tavita Tola. The only people that are talking about Blake Laurie are people that listen to this podcast. No one else gives a fuck. He plays for the Dragons. No one's looking at him. It's bleh. So be that guy in round 10 that picks up Blake Laurie and scoops up a 55 average every single game. And then tell us about it. Yes, please. <laughs> tell me, screenshot your fucking screenshot team, your team and show me that Blake Laurie's in it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So there we go. We're talking about like Max King, Blake Laurie, Tavita Told. These are the guys that I'll be looking to get in my side and hope mm. that they're there when I'm looking at front row forward. Who else do you want to talk about here, bro? Um, Keenan Palacio is an interesting one. Um, if he ends up starting in the front row and Tino moves to lock, I'm actually relatively interested. Um, it, you just have to see what the minutes end up being and whether it's Jamin Jolliffe that actually starts. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks about it, um, but he has kept he has got dual position, um, so he's one that I'm I'm monitoring. Um, I don't know whether I would be spending around anything above around like eleven pick on him, but it's definitely one that I'm monitoring and I'll be looking closely at trials just to see how that shakes out. Yeah, the dual's nice. Mm. Um. Christian it's Welch, the white it's rhino. How, how few jewels there are in front of forward. It's scary. Well, mm. jewels in general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jewels in general. They're just, they're all poof, gone. They really <laughs> fucked us there. Um, 
Who did I just say then? Jobo? No, White Rhino. Chris White Walsh. Rhino. Oh, yep. 53 points. Average pretty good minutes, 49. Um, obviously, Storm were a little bit inconsistent with all of their players. Uh, he's going to slip. He's going to be available at the back end here, you know, round eight, round, round nine. Is it someone mm. that you'd like to pick up? The thing about Christian Welsh is that he does have an offload. And when they let him use it, that's when his game can go to another level and he can start mm. averaging, you know, those high 50s. Has he put it away for good? I don't know. But, again, if he's still available at this back end, he's going to get you 50-55. These are the guys that, we're, that we want to pick up, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think with, like, Pappy coming back, he's going to be floating around, sniffing around the ruck um, for those offloads. I think, float off big I think that is a huge potential. Uh, I, do like, mm. I do like the white rhino pick. You look at his average from last season, like 50, 52.7, compare, compare that to his base power, which is 52.1. Very little upside um, in him, but his coefficient of yep. variance of 23%. You know what you're going to get. It's going to be that 50 to 55. Yep. Yeah. And that's what we want. That's what that's really what we're looking for here. And talking of guys that are just pure consistency, mm. Jake Trevojevic, averaging Ooh. 53. PPM's not great because he plays so many minutes. You know, he's getting 80 minutes a game. I don't see that changing. Pure base of 52. There is literally nothing else to his game at the moment. There used to be, but yeah. it is just all runs and tackles all effort. from Gerbo. All effort. all effort, and he's playing huge minutes. It's not not sexy, but these are the type of guys we want in round ten, round eleven, round twelve. And he, I mean, his name might mean he gets a little bit overdrafted, and you're not going to get that crazy value. But again, he fits the mold that we're talking about, doesn't he? Yeah, and like we're, talk, we're talking about the coefficient of variance of Payne Haas before at seventeen percent, thirteen percent. His scores Hectic. do not vary. His scores Hectic. literally are fifty two. To fifty four last season, and that's about it. <laughs> just, I mean, that just screams a guy that you put in your side and you forget about. You forget he's on your yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You never have to worry about him. It's uh, he's, yeah, it'd be an unreal that's get. Nice. It'd be an unreal get. But if people are looking into into it from last season, like you, you have to pay his average. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so he's nice. Um. Hmm. Let's talk about Ruben Cotter here, man. He gets a jewel, <laughs> which sure is nice. Him? I'm not look. I wouldn't take him. He's just a stay away from me because I picked him pick three uh, in round three, and he really burnt me. I just yeah. don't think I saw a little. I I heard a little bit of optimism in Guru's voice when he talked about Ruben Cotter, but that's because you know he's still got Ruben Cotter's penis in his mouth. But I just don't did, see. Did he ever I take mean, it out? Yeah, that's why he's got that sort of mumbled speech. It's Ruben Cotter's <laughs> penis in his mouth. But, I mean, how how is he going to go any better? He's not getting the minutes. We've, we finally see that he's too small to have any real upside in his runs. Yes, he's fucking tough as nails. He gets through work, but he's not breaking tackles. He's not getting offloads off. Mate, He's Pope, just getting Pope, his runs. Todd Todd Payton is a super coach killer. 
that's that's the yeah that's the nuts and bolts of it. He's killed Lolo's career in Supercoach, and he's put a knife to the sword, <laughs> knife to um, Ruben Cotters. So, look, he's not one that I'm looking at. Um, I do think that he can at least maintain what he did last season, um, and the duel does interest me. But I think his name and what he did in seasons gone by oh, means that he'll get overdrafted. So I'm not yep. I, I'm not looking at him unless I think I can get value. Yeah. He um he needs eighty minutes. His PPM isn't even over one, so yep. he doesn't even meet the criteria for me when I'm looking at front row forwards. Yeah. So I'm just completely staying away, and I'm not a fan of this pack anyway. They're just not dominating teams. They're just not getting the ascendancy over other packs. So mm. yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. Um, Nelson, big nice, big Nelson. Yeah, it's look. Perennial underperformer when it comes to supercoach output, um, but he's a he's a behemoth of a human being, and the sooner he realizes that close to the line, the, the better. I'm he's just, a guy. He's he's a streamer. He's a streamed front row forward. He's a guy that you have on your bench mm. when the Storm play weak defenses who leak yep. points up the guts. You know that. Harry's going to turn him under, yeah, and you play him then because you need a you need a try out of him to get any points, right? Yeah, uh, he only scored three tries, but in those games he scored three tries. He had really sexy scores, a ninety and eighty two, a seventy four. So he's the only streamable front row forward because you really don't give a fuck mm. about any other front row forward streaming options. You're just putting him in there and plugging him and forgetting about him. But Nas is definitely a guy that you go okay. Storm definitely has the upper hand here through the guts in this game, and we know how Harry Grant likes to use him. So maybe that's and we also know the strength of, the strength of schedule of the Storm and of those final rounds is yummy, palpable, yummy, very yummy, yummy yep. indeed. Um, talk to me at someone else here in this bargain basement segment, bro. Toby Rudolph. So mm, Toby Toby Rudolph is is probably not a name that um, many people are throwing out for for Super Coach um, just for piss poor he went last season but he was he was fighting a foot injury for um, mm. I think it was a toe injury or a foot injury for most of the season so he's definitely one that I, I see a bit of an uplift and he's actually come out and said that um, he was um, probably not performing to the best of his ability just because he was carrying that injury. So yep. having the full season off, having having the surgery to fix it all up, I think his his minutes will improve or has the potential to improve. And um I think yeah, he's he's definitely got a place in that pack that he'll he'll be going up from there. Yeah, I like this one. I do. I, I can't see a world where he can't turn that forty seven in into a fifty for twenty twenty four. I think he, mm. he fits the mould of the the Tollers, Lorries, Max yep. Kings of the world where we can pick him late and we can get a 50 out of him every week and yep. he can be consistent about it. I'm going to be so happy in the draft if I get two of these guys that we're talking about, you know? Oh, you, put it, you, you put him in and you don't think draft. about him again. Oh, please, 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 please. Mm. Now, I'll ask you a question. I'll put Lindsay Smith here in the bargain basement, but I actually think he might be a Hail Mary. So we save Lindsay Smith for the Hail Marys? Oh, I think he is a Hail Mary. Yep. 
yeah, let's put him down there. I've got a lot to say about Lindsay Smith. He's he's a nice little because he's he's definitely uh, not one that you have to you have to pay that um, that level for. Yep, yep. No, I like it. Um, who else? Jared Wallace coming off the bench for Dolphins. I mean, I owned him at the back end of the season, mm-hmm. and he was my starting front row forward, and was fucking killing it for me. I mean, he ended the season. He went. 78, dropped to 39, then went back up to 95, then had a 52, then had an 81, a 56, a 42, an 82. We're never really playing that big of minutes. He had a couple of 60-minute games there. Oh, he was tearing he was tearing teams apart though. He was he was a one-man wrecking ball. There's a lot to him, isn't there? There's mm. he really has a dig. Um he's got great late footwork. He's got a great offload. He's even got a nice little draw and pass. Mm. So he's interesting, very late in drafts. I mean, the introduction to Flegler in this side might muddy the waters a little bit for Wallace, but I think it is going to have a bigger impact on um, Mark Nichols more than Wallace because Wallace was coming on as that impact player, whereas um, I don't think that that's going to have an impact um, because of essentially what's happened is SASA's been fucked off and Flagler's yep. come in. So yep. I think it's going to have more of an impact on Mark Nichols, who is that rotation forward, whereas um, Wallace was being used as more of an impact forward. I do like Wallace. I've got a soft spot for him. I really do. And he's he's a guy that, I mean, his average is quite inflated because of the – the run he had towards the back yeah. end of the season. Like he's sitting at a 55. You don't want to draft him as a 55, but nah. if he makes his way into sort of like the pick a hundreds, pick a hundred plus, I don't mind it. Cause he just, he provides some upside at the position, mm. which no, is definitely, you don't really get that this late in the draft. Mm. Yeah. So and he's an the, interesting the, op- the options are, options are very limited um, for those upside sort of players. Yep. Um, anyone else you want to talk about here in the bargain basement before we start throwing the pigskin right down to the end zone with the Hail Marys? Uh, oh, Josh Papali'i, just another year of regression. It's probably yep. the only thing I'll, I'll say on that. Bit of a stay away. Yeah. I mean, he, yep. he's, his minutes are just protected so much by Sticky. His PPM is still up there with 1.2, but yeah, he's, he's not he's not getting the output that we've, um, the minutes on the field, sorry, that we were expecting yeah. from him. Yeah, for sure. All right, mate, let's move on. Let's get into the Hail Mary. Hail Mary time here, four seconds. We're going to bet it off. You son of a bitch. I'm in. Now, I alluded to him earlier. It's Lindsay Smith. And I'll get him out of the way because when I was doing the study, I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Obviously, with Spencer Leno moving on, and we had some games mm. out of Lindsay Smith last year that were like, Hang on, I mean, he made his way under the waiver wire show a couple of times. We were like, like this guy's probably worth a pickup. Average forty four, good PPM one point oh nine. Only average forty minutes. Had a pure base of thirty nine out of those forty minutes. In games where he played over forty minutes, and he didn't play, he didn't play much over the forty minutes. But in games where he did, he averaged forty nine. Like I said, no Spencer Linu, JFH playing less and less. Leota doesn't get a lot of minutes. Eisenhuth mm-hmm. don't, doesn't come out a lot of minutes. They'll obviously carry a second hooker. 
very sleepy pick at the back end. And I'm talking yeah. Lizzie Smith could be a pick 15 in your reckon, side. Someone that you could, could, you could almost stretch that out. Like not many people are going to be talking about him. Um, and I can see a, I can see a world where he averages 50. Yeah. No, 100%. Well, when you consider that in, in a team that had JFH and Leota in it, he averaged 44. Putting six yeah. on his average as a starting front rower, uh, add on add on what five minutes to his average to his minutes? Do you reckon he gets super involved, man? Like in mm. games where, so he played fifty six minutes in round fifteen, got a sixty four. Played sixty minutes in round sixteen, he got a seventy. Um, Fuck if he can if he can spread that through this season. Like you could be Honestly, talking like a fifty-five to sixty average, not just a fifty yeah. average. He's he's a very interesting man because there's a lot about him. Another season, another preseason under his belt. He'll obviously still come off the bench, but those those other big boys just don't play big minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. JFH is just he has disappeared off the face of the earth with his super coach output. He's just a nothing anymore. Um, Look, for will he get you probably coach. 50 for points? Yeah, for Supercoach. Will he get you 50 points? Yeah, probably. But with a name like James Fisher-Harris, you're probably going to have to get him a lot earlier than where we've got mm. him valued. But, you know, he's only putting together 48 minutes a game. Yep. Leota was only putting together 41. Yeah. Um, that was spreading those minutes so, around pretty, pretty closely. So... Yeah, yeah. So I don't see why Smith can't go up to say a forty-five or forty-six or forty-seven minute roll. Mm. He'll turn that into fifty points easy. Yeah, maintaining maintaining that one point one ppm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yep, I like it. Jot it down. Jot his name down. Lindsay Smith. Get him in. Um, anyone else here in the Hail Mary that you like? I mean, we've got names like Daniel Saifidi, his brother Sipley, Leota. Just talked about him. Um, Sean Kepi, Jesse Bromwich, the Bromwich brothers, obviously. Not a oh, lot doing here. No, nah, I mean, for Noel Pole, he's kept dual. Um, obviously, didn't really have that much of an output last season, 41 average. He's got that round 26 by as well. He's young, so another year under his belt, I think, is going to be good for him. He just needs to increase his PPM of 0.8. Um, yeah. But he, he looked really good. At times last season, so he's one that is probably a season away from being um, really super coach relevant, but he's one that I'm monitoring. And it's funny though because when we looked at the bargain basement, right when you're looking at rounds sort of eight plus, more probably nine, ten, eleven, there's a lot of guys that fall into that category. Oh yeah, so yeah, you can you can get it you can get it done there. You can get your front row forwards. You can get fifty points a game with a good consistency in that range of picks. Uh, and like I said earlier, these guys that we're talking about are probably more valuable than the hookers you can get in that range. So mm. the, do, more do I, reckon, the more and more I talk about it, I'm AEing hooker. It's as simple as that. I'm, I'm AEing hooker. If I don't get who I, yep. who I want, I'm not, I'm not yep. reaching for anyone. Yep. Um, and I'm Har- not upset about it. No, no, exactly. Harmay Sele. Do we think he's going to get a, a decent uplift in minutes shifting across to the Dragons? Interesting. So mm. because 
Blake Laurie will command um, 50 plus minutes, probably around yep. that 52, 53 minute mark. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Jake, Jack DeBellin gets 80. Yep. No, uh, he was, he was at pretty, least pretty, pretty close to that last yep. season. Um, and so there, there's a couple of guys there that command decent minutes. But I will say this the Molo boys command fuck all, barely. Yeah, three. yeah. So, and you're going to have a, a hook, a second hooker on there, that Mulhelm mm. Leeson or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. So you're right. You, you might see a little bit of an up, uplift there for Harmo Selle. And he's, there's a fair bit about him. Harmo Selle likes to mm. get involved. Good base beast type player. Yeah. I think if you, if you, if you want to get someone who's a 45 average, you do, you, you've got worse options out there. That's for sure. Yeah, he's got a good good PPM, Harrison hasn't Edwards he? Because one who averaging had, um, 39 minutes with the Bunnies and he got 42 points parts. out of it. So, very interesting. Very interesting there with Harmay Sele. Hmm. Um, anyone else you want to talk about here? Uh, off the back of what I was talking about with um, Palacio, um, Jamin Jolliffe, he's one that yeah, he did play well, didn't nine he? Games only nine games last season, but fuck, he was good on the field. He um, yeah. he had a lot about him, had a lot about him. Um, yes. And look, I think there is a world where he starts and he gets good minutes. Um, only averaged 42 minutes last season, and I think the way the motor that he's got, he can definitely, um, with a full pre-season under his belt, he'll be, he'll be pushing 50, 55 for sure. Yeah, it's not a, not a bad Hail Mary pick because you know it's pretty much a free throw. Oh, no one's got this is and, this is this is pick seventeen. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it could work out that you know you might get a fifty point average out of him, which is mm. you've nailed it. You've nailed it. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, mate. Let's uh, let's get into the happy ending you here because happy ending. I got a Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, oh fuck! Oh my god! Fuck yeah! Because I've just about had enough of these cunts. <laughs> uh, well, let's, yeah, let's talk about the, the, draft, the draft, draft strategy of front row forwards. I know. Strategy, bro. Talk to me. Let's go. Look, we all love our front row forwards. Do it late. We? <laughs> we love it. We love it. We love it. Look, um, I harped on it before. I'll say it again. Look, only, only 10% of the top 100 last season averaged um, last season. Nine of those averaged over 60 the current mm. crop of front row forwards after the jewels have been culled early on, there's only five left that averaged over 60 points last season. All that means is don't fucking rush for chase ceiling early if you do. So go for go for guys like Tino, but don't don't sell the farm. Don't go over overvaluing them. There's a surprising amount of value like late in the draft. And we, we just spoke about a whole bunch in the um, in the Hail Marys and a whole bunch in the bargain basement, and that's where you want to be doing a lot of your work. Is is those picks eight eight to ten? Um, I reckon there's at least one one decent pick out of those guys, and partner it with a guy that's going to get you a forty five sort of average. And I think that's that's what you have got to be looking for. Um, spend your spend your higher picks a bit more wisely. Yeah, I mean, here's the list of guys that are going to be available late in your draft, and you want to sort of be running your eyes over this list. It's you know, JDB, Tommy Gilbert, Max King, Blake Laurie, Gerbo, Welch, Collins, Paolo Twal, Clemmer, JFH, Stefano, 
Rudolph, RCG, Jared Wallace, Nas, Leo Thompson as well. We didn't touch on him. He could be a nice mm. uplift there. Tavita Totola. These are the type of guys you want to put in your front row forward because you're not going to have to pay up for them. And there's a good chance they're going to be a nice plug, forget, 50 points a game, and that's all you're looking for in this position. Yeah, no, 100%, man. All right, let's get into Boom Bus Sleeper. I think he's the bus. Sneaky, sneaky, sir. All right, mm-hmm. so my boom at this position, one, Tanila Paseca. We talked about him. But one guy we didn't touch on um, was Big Mofo. So I'll do it now because we sort of uh, brushed over him as we went through the categories. He's very interesting, Mofo. So average 55 in 2023, BPM of 0.93, minutes 60. Love those minutes. Pure mm. base of 52. But he had a minus two injury game Ooh. in 2023. Minus two. Take that out and he averaged 58. And then if you look at in games where he played over 55 minutes, where he was consistently pumping out those minutes, he averaged 60. So all of a sudden you're talking about a guy that's got four, five points in value before you do anything at all. So he played more than 60 minutes in 70% of his game. So he was used a lot in the same vein as Tino. Big boys mm. getting through a lot of work, a lot of minutes. The only worry for me is Desi. Yeah. And and that's a it's the case for for Tino. It's a bit of the case for um, for Firmer and for um, for Fafita, who we'll talk about in the next potty. We just don't know. It's enough for me to stay away. Be. Like I, mm. I'm I'm aroused by that value that sits there when you start looking into mm. the stats, but I'm just not I'm not ready to take a risk on a front row forward. Do you know what I mean? We talk about David Fafita. There's a guy I'll take a risk on. There's yeah, a guy I'll yeah, pick up. Sure. There's a guy I'll reach for with that risk because I know that he can deliver if it works out. The risk is is worth it because the reward is so fucking tasty, whereas I don't think the reward here for Tino and Mofo is worth it. So, But in saying that, if he does fall in your lap and it's really good value, it could work out nice because there is value mm. to be had there for Mofo. Yeah, for What's sure. What's your booms, bro? So my booms, Tavita Tatala and Jaira, so the Bunnies boys. Yep. Yeah, I do love that Tavita Tatala pick. I think I think he could be a, a nice, consistent toiler for your sides that you're not going to have yeah. to pay big on. Um, busts, bro. I'm going to go AFB. Not saying that he is a bust in the sense that he won't play well and average well. He just won't average what he did last year. Don't chase those yeah, eight yeah. tries. That's the only thing I'll say about him there. Yeah. What about uh, you? I, I'm, I'm going more on the lines of um, reputation and name. And for me, it's Ruben Cotter and uh, Josh Papali. So they're, yep. they're the obvious ones. Yep. Ruben Cotter, no way. Um, okay, <laughs> sleeper. I will go – I'm interested in Lindsay Smith. I think he yeah, could be the yeah. sleepiest of the sleepy front row forwards in your drafts, and Max King, bro. I'm on the same level as yeah. you with Max King. Why? That I don't even think he's a sleeper. I, I would have put him as boom. He won't be when we're sure. done with him. Uh, this preseason, <laughs> he won't be a sleeper because we'll be talking yeah, about yeah. him a lot. I think I'm the thing that fucking gets me hard about front row forwards is that CV, that coefficient of variance. When you're looking yes, at a guy that's yeah, got yeah. 21% coefficient of variance over two seasons, mm. you know what he's going to pump out. You don't have yep. to worry about it. 
Yeah, for king's sure. King's going to king. It's as simple as that. Um, <laughs> sleeper for you, bro? So my, my two sleepers, I've got Toby Rudolph, so I mentioned him before, and Keenan Palacio. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Toby Rudolph, yum. Yeah, the way I, you were talking I, about him, that's good. I do I do like a bit of the, the rude. Yep. 50 points there from, from Toby's going to be tasty. Um, yep. All right. Let's talk about- uh, No fucking way. No, I'm not working with this guy. I've been there, done that. Cunts that are just not going to make the list at fucking all, bro. And you know mm. what it's going to be for me? It's going to be Ruben Cotter purely because he burnt me. And that's all <laughs> it has to be for me. If you burnt me in the past, sometimes you just won't ever make my team again. I'm petty yeah. that way. So you're, Ruben you're, Cotter, you're a vi- never you're a again, vindic- pal. You're a vindictive prick, aren't you? I, yeah, I am when it comes to super yeah. chick. Mate, you uh, did, you, you're done. You're done, pal. Never again. Never again. What about yeah, you, bro? Uh, for me, it's yes. JWH or JFH. Fucking any of the, any of the JHs. <laughs> yeah, no, um, Big J, he's aging. It might be his yeah. last season. I think, I and think the so. thing is, they. It's they have a specific plan with him. He doesn't train a lot during the season. Mm. Uh, they manage his minutes through the through most of the season, and then if they start playing finals, that's when he starts coming through and playing more minutes. And it's usually when Supercoach is already done. Yeah. So no, yeah. no, that's that. That's why you, you kind of put a line through him at the start of the season. Yep. Yep. No, I agree. All right, bro. Let's let's get into let's get into our fucking chub rubs, bro. I wanted you Woo. to see these player evaluations. Oh my god, oh, I'm very aroused. I will kick it off with Jack DeBellin. Uh, he ticks all the boxes for me in the front row forward position. I'm very interested in him, and I'm very interested to see where he slides to and where I can get him. So mm. averaged 57 in 2023, had a PPM of 0.84, minutes 68, pure base of 51. That's what we're talking about. Now, in games where he started, because he had a few games where he came off the bench, he averaged 62, and he averaged 60 in 80-minute games. That's not a great PPM, but if you're going to get 80 minutes and you're going to average 60, thanks for coming. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm... I'm interested in him for a lot of reasons. I think that he could have a nice little uptick in minutes and the consistency in those minutes is going to come. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays 80 minutes for the entire season. Now, if that happens, you're looking at a 60, 63 average. Uh, The other thing is he's super consistent and he's one year further from all the drama. So he's just so consistent. 51 base, BP, Base power of 56, 28% coefficients of variance, which I like. 38 tackles, 11 runs a game. Dragon's bench won't really threaten his minutes. They'll carry a second hooker. The big boppers, apart from Blocker, who probably only gets 51 minutes, 52 minutes, uh, they all play sub 50. He, mm, Like I yeah. said, he could be in for huge minutes. Like maybe, maybe in the 70s, but maybe 80. Uh, they were using him. Uh, playing 80 towards the back end of the season. Like he strung four or five games playing 80 uh, towards the back end of 2023. But was that that because one of the Molo brothers was injured though? I can't remember, but I mean, Uh, it didn't matter uh, because if you go up the top top of the season. Yeah. 
he he had eighty minute games sprinkled throughout the season. So yeah. it was weird. It was like, you know, he'd have an eighty, then he'd have a sixty eight, then he'd have an eighty, then a seventy four, and a seventy one, an eighty, a seventy, and then back down to a sixty two. So I just think there's gonna be more consistency uh in this team. I think that Flano is going to have this team. He's he's going to have players where he's not going to have to worry about them. He's got enough on his plate worrying about fucking mm. who's his fullback going to be, who's his half's going to be. A guy like Jack DeBellin, where he can just whack him in at 13 and forget about him. He's going to get through all – he's not going to miss a tackle. He's going to get through all his work. He's not going to have to worry about him. You know, he's got, a pl- he's got plenty of decisions to make. Even with his back row, he's still got decisions to make mm. there. So – even if he doesn't get 80, I think he still pumps out high 60s, high or 70s. And I think the consistency there for Jack DeBellin is what I'm interested at. And the jewel, the jewel 2RF, front row forward. Yeah, that's huge. Forge your flexibility in your side. That's yum. And I just don't think it's a sexy name anymore. Jack DeBellin, with yeah. all the drama, no one's really talking about him. He's also got a dra- little dragon next to his name, the Red V. Mm, Everyone hates yeah, the dragons yeah. at the moment for Super Coach. So I just don't think he is going to be taken early. I think he's going to slide. And for someone that's going to give you this type of consistency, if you get value at this pick, I love it. I I, I definitely want one of Jack DeBellin or Blake Laurie in my side for 2024, one of them. I'd even carry both of them, to be honest. And and I I think I'd double down on that in the fact that it's a contract season for him. So he's he's got a one year extension for this season. So he's got a lot to prove. We love that for either Flanagan or for another yep. club. So he's going to be in Narrativeville. So so his his PPM is going tick, to be up. Tick, his tick, minutes tick. are going to be up. Yep, for sure. We just took it left down Narrativeville Street because I'm big <laughs> on narrative. So I love that. I love that yes. call. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he's going to be putting his best foot forward. And he's going to want to fucking show out for this team. So. Yeah. I do like it. In saying that, I do want value for him. I want to pick him in round nine. Do you know what I mean? That's mm, where I want to get yep. him. If he's there, fantastic. If he's not, I'm not going to fucking care, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll just pick mm. up one of these other guys that is going to get me 50. But the value's there. If he's there, I will take him, and I'll be very happy about it because I, I, he just screams consistency. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm all about it. Who I had a like, nice season in two, in two leagues, so I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be talking about Mitchie Barnett. So he had a mm-hmm. bit of an injury, injury-riddled injury season last year. Um, transitioned from strike edge back, back rower into a front row forward last season. He's retained his dual position, yep. which is one of the key reasons why I've looked at him. Um, and we're going to just harken back to the injury just with um, like – it being a neck back injury, we'll have to talk with Brian just to confirm if there are any dramas that we need to consider for the selection. But he, he only yep. really played the five games at front row forward last season. Uh, and in those games, he averaged a 62 um, from about 57 minutes. So he was putting in some big minutes, um, which we really, really do love. Um, he's, uh, he did drop a 126. Um, score, but he was playing on an edge that game. So the introduction of Capel into the team means that, look, there's, he's not going to be playing edge back row at all. He'll be playing through the forwards no. for, for sure. So um, he played 12, 12 games last season, season average of, of 60. I think that 
you could confidently draft him at a 62 average, just based on what he played last season. He had, had a base of 48, oh, sorry, 49, base power of 53. Got it, got in and about, got um, 0.6 line line break involvements per game. And so he's bending the line a bit. Um, and it's those average minutes that I, I just love. 59 minutes through the season um, and a PPM of about that one. So um, I, I really do. I really do like him as a pick. Um, a lot will depend on how that front row rotation looks. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty confident on and targeting him for about that 62 average. Playing devil's advocate as always. Yeah, man. Uh, if you're looking at, uh, Aiden Fennell Blake, who's going to get 60 minutes, and mm-hmm. Tohu Harris, who's going to get 80 minutes, and you're saying Mitch Barnett is going to get 60 minutes. I just, I don't, I don't think he's going to get. I don't, I don't think all... he's going to get an uplift of that 57 minutes that he was getting at, fr- at front row forward last okay. season. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so when when he was getting those big minutes, was it because of injuries in the pack? So obviously we had Toe Harris go down a, a little bit. AFB had a couple of injury affected games as well. I'm just trying to. I'm big on him as well. I like him, but mm. I'm just trying to work out where all these minutes go because now you've got Rada near Corey, you've got Kurt Capewell on the back row. They will get mm. eighty apiece. Well, Dylan Walker is going to come on Ford. for an impact role. Jackson, well, yeah, Ford Jackson Ford. He'll probably somewhere. on the bench. With what's yeah. he going to do? Um, so Kostohu is going to get eighty, right? You would mm. think. 70, maybe. Maybe Dylan Walker comes on and steals um, 15 minutes off him. But it's just, but you, you've also got Bunty Afoa, you've got um, fucking the other big cunt that plays for him, Tom, was it Ali or Tom Ali? Ali? Tom, Tom Ali. Yeah. Uh, a lot of minutes to go around. A lot of minutes. So maybe they all take a little bit of a, a, a hit. Um, but I'm worried. I'm worried because the only thing I'm worried about Mitch Barnett is he's sitting at that 60 average and where he's going you're to spend, sit. You're spending, a, you're spending a pretty significant pick on him. Um, yeah. Look, at the end of the day, he's one of the people's pre-draft lists. Is, yeah. Yeah. He's one of the, one of the few jewels that um, I think if you get him at that 60 average that he's, he will be in the pre-draft list, I don't think he'll do you a disservice. And I, I yep. do think that he's. I, I want to draft him at a fifty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, you're probably not going to be upset if you draft him at the sixty. Just looking at the games that he did play front row forward, uh, he averaged fifty-five. So yeah, that's. I think that's the value pick. Try and get him at the fifty-five. But the only thing I'm worried, like I'm big on him. I'll, I'm. I love. I, I, I would love him in my side. I'm just worried looking at this side and how the makeup is going to sort of pan out. Where all the fuck these minutes are going to come from? Well, I mean, the the five games that he played front row forward, he averaged 62, not 55. Just make sure you remember that. 62. Well, yeah. how did my math work out? Did you take anyway. your shoes and socks off and use your feet to your toes? Maybe. Maybe, maybe I took out. Um, was did he score a try when he um was at front row forward? Maybe I took that out. Oh, okay. But he scored. He scored one hundred because one hundred twenty-one round where he scored two tries. Yeah, yeah. I would have taken that out for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, interesting. It just I'm just worried about the minutes. I'm just one. I'm worried about the minutes, and two, I'm worried about he's sitting at a sixty average, which I, I personally don't yeah. think he'll average sixty. Um, but again, if he slides for value, it's it's a nice pick. It's it's not one that look. I'm not looking to drop a. I think you'd have to for that average a sixty average. What would you, what would be looking at round five six. Yeah, and see that I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even I'm not even like registering front row forwards at that point. So no, no. I mean it's it's easier to take an average that's sort of in the the low forties or low fifties and shoot for a higher average because that's obviously your 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 well you're not burning trying a, to get you're value not burning a significant pick. You're Whereas going the other way pick. and you've got a yeah, sixty yeah, average. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yep. And I just don't think he has the the pedigree to yeah to warrant that sort of pick. But in saying that, fuck, he showed us a lot last year. Like he did show. I mean, us in, a se- lot. In, in seasons gone by, he he has averaged over sixty consistently um, as an edge back rower. The thing that we haven't seen is consistency at the front row spot, and what that rotation yep. will look like in a fully fit pack. So there's a there's a number of questions around it. It's it's look. It's not a position that I'm I'm super keen on, and <laughs> I think we've 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 done it to death. Um, but the last couple of yeah, have you guys bodies... picked up on that that we're not really keen on this position? <laughs> this, this is these are these are these are the like having your vegetables before having <laughs> having your your steak. It's yep. um it, it's it's tough to get through, but um we got there. Yep, yep. Let's um let's get into. Were you got some Patreon questions for me, or yeah, Matt, I'll just bring them up now. Any? Any at all? Uh, I think a couple came through, so just bear with me. The ones and zeros are Circle, circle, circle. Excuse me. I wanted to bring it up on my phone. This is taking forever. ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy? All right. Surely there's not a lot of front row forward questions. Do I'll ask us one. We've got three. We've got Do, three. Okay, talk to me. Talk to me. Okay. One Thoughts job, on Taniela Paseca. Was having a solid year prior to injury um, in round 21. Was thinking you could pump out a 60 average. JT yep, is like we said, that. take it those 100%. those injury effect uh, those injury affected games. Yum 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 yum. Uh, you probably I want to draft him at sort of mid fifties range around that fifty seven fifty eight. Uh, but again, you want value. You want to be picking this guy up round seven plus. Whether he's there or not depends on the flow of your draft. But if he is there, I do like it. I think he will add at least three points, maybe four points onto the average that he had last year. Mm. Oh, easily. Yeah, definitely. Maestro has asked us, who are the front row forwards realistically worth reaching for before round 10? Haas, Tino, Tapanay, AFB? I'm going to answer this. None. Do not reach for a front row forward. None. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, use, your, use your picks more wisely. I concur, doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, shoot, for, shoot for value in this position. Um, and Con the Fruiterer has asked us, um, Jerbo has how Jerbo was a solid front row forward sleeper pick last year. Who's who's your Jerbo of twenty twenty four? I like the look of Max King. 
<laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. waxing lyrical on Max King this potty, so <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Um, played played through injury a lot last season. Maybe not a sleeper, but probably due for an uptick this um, to his average last year. Hundred percent agree with that. I think he's more of a boom than a sleeper. Um, I think I think the guy in that vein is Toby Rudolph for Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. The guys that I really that my ears pricked up when we were talking about, obviously Max King. Obviously, Blake Laurie, but outside of those guys, like I said, Toby Rudolph, Tavita Totola, um, Lindsay Smith, these guys I think can all add to their to their average from last year, and you're going to get them mm. fucking dirt cheap, dirt, dirt, dirt cheap. Yeah, uh, got another cheeky question. Um, Cordis has asked Walker, oh, which one? Broncos, okay, which. Which Broncos player are you going to name your kid after? <laughs> um, well, I told you. It, I told you if it's a girl, a Pearl. It's got to be Pearl. It's got to be Pearl. Got to be Pearl. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to work it out with the misses. I'm, I'm not going to make it make it clear why I'm suggesting certain names. But um, yeah, I haven't got anything locked in yet. Unfortunately, we don't even. We don't know. I reckon it's a boy you get or girl Pearl through to the keeper. I think that'd work. I don't even think she'd pick oh. up on that. She'd probably go, "Oh, that's a really lovely name." Like, yeah, it is. I've already is tried. I've already, I've, I've already, I've already tried that one. She said, "What? What are we naming <laughs> a fucking seventy-year-old?" <laughs> Fair enough. That's in. That's 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 in vogue these days, isn't it? All the old names. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Beatrice no. and yeah, Pearl. Oh, it's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Aubrey. It's all. It's all. It's all coming back. All right, fuck, we must be tired. We are dribbling. <laughs> yes. Let's get All the right. fuck out of here, bro. So, fire right. up those five-star sledges as always. We'll get amongst it. Um, and again, if you want to be in a draft league, just let me know. I'll put you in or get in contact with Walker on the Patreon. Um, but that'll do for us, mate. Go follow us on all the socials. If you haven't already, you're an absolute dog. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. And this is better than those things. Yeah, that's better, Walker. Last night you were too drunk to get that one out. Well done. Oh, mate, I was Catch us next round. <laughs> Go to next round on the weekly rub down. You, you can take me now. I have seen it all. Get that in here.